You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis, America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I am so delighted that you have decided to join us today. And with me today is Tracy Hawkins, who is a real estate agent from Missouri. But then there she does something else a little different. And we're going to be talking about that today. So Tracy, welcome to the show. We're happy to have you. Thank you, Jen. Um, I am a former real estate agent. Um, I I tried it. It was not necessarily for me. And then I somehow, someway still ended up in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> now you have a twin sister who is a realtor, right? And I, right. I, I had the opportunity to meet, I had the opportunity to meet her as well on a summit that you and I were on earlier this week. Right. Um, Stacy and I got our real estate licenses together, I want to say about 35 years ago, and she is still an agent. Um, she's one of those super power agents, whatever you call it. And I did it for a few years and it's like, this is not the right fit for me. So I decided to go into a business that no one else was doing something that could help serve the community. So I decided to go into the safety business. So while I was working, I was selling pepper spray and alarms um, wholesale to local retailers here in Kansas City. And then I decided to open a mall, a store in a mall. So I had the safety source in the mall and I had all kinds of safety and security items. After a while, I got a little restless um, and it's like, I need to be speaking. So Stacy pretty much said, no one's talking to us about safety. Mm. So I made it my um, goal to speak almost to every real estate office, the association here in Kansas City. And then the next thing you know, I was doing it on a national basis and now international. And here I am. Wow, that's beautiful. So um, are you, do you speak on safety and security um, for all types of businesses now? Or do you really focus in on the safety and security of real estate, you know, real estate agents uh, throughout the world? Well, both. I um, When I started out, I was doing home health safety, um, talking to home health providers, because it was pretty much the same thing when I was talking about real estate. Someone said home health workers are in the same position. They're going into strangers' houses. Uh -huh. So I developed a training program around town, talking to all of the home health agencies. Here's how to stay safe when you're in the field, you know, from uh, scoping out the property, doing a preview, as well as when you're inside, what to do if you're in uh, trouble and how to keep yourself safe. And I was doing that along with the safety. I also do a personal safety. Um, typically, it was a lunch and learn for corporate headquarters like Sprint, H&R um, Block, and um, American Airlines. So it was a lunch and learn where I'm telling people how to be safe, like in your everyday life, when you're coming and going, how to keep your home secure, and how to be safe on the road, safe online. So that was a lunch and learn. Um, 
um, for corporations and companies. And that's what my goal is to get back to doing more of that, um, because I had to show employers that, yes, it's your business when your employee is off the clock. If they're victimized, whether it's an assault, a burglary, any kind of victimization off the clock impacts your business's bottom line, because if your employee is not coming to work, you have to either replace them or you have to do without and your productivity is lower or you have to, it taps your EAP program. So that was great. Um, Jen, as far as more variety, but yeah. then I found myself specializing in the real estate world because there was not a voice that was um, an expert voice lending itself to teaching agents how to be safe in an occupation that the U.S. Department of Labor considers a high-risk hazardous occupation, and that's based on the job description. Yeah. Real estate agents make a living sitting in empty houses waiting for strangers to walk in. Real <laughs> estate agents make yeah. a living meeting complete strangers in empty houses. So I had to put my hat on and say, I'm going to step up. And with my experience at the Insight, um, then I, I need to be the voice for real estate agents. And I, I value expertise. So yeah. when um, I hate to, I'm not, I, I don't believe talking heads are a good policy when it comes to life-saving um, training. Mm -hmm. So that's why I live and breathe real estate safety. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I actually have a colleague locally who does that for real estate agents as well. He's a former SEAL team member. And that's what he's doing, you know, here in the, in the DC area is, you know, helping real estate agents understand safety, et cetera. So let's talk about, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of safety pieces here. You know, I remember, you know, gosh, I'm going to be celebrating 40 years in the financial services industry and specifically in mortgage lending um, here March 1st. So not too far from now. And I remember way, 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 way back when I was working up in Boston, we had um, a client and this is normal. You know, I shouldn't say normal, but we hear about this on the news with banks as well. But wasn't I guess it would I would say it's a little abnormal for a mortgage company. But we had a client come in with a gun uh, because he was angry because where's my where's my loan? I want my loan. Now his home is a prison, but um, <clears throat> that's the house he got. But uh, you know I remember that situation and remember saying you know, that, that, gosh, we have to be really safe with this, you know, as a woman, uh, you know, and I'm a blonde woman. So I'm like standing out in a crowd all the time and, uh, you know, just trying to be safe. And, and, and I'll get to my question in a second. Uh, and ironically, I'm going to San Diego in a couple of days and they just changed my flight. So I fly in and I arrive in San Diego at 1245 AM, AM. And I have a rental car that I get um, from the parking lot. So I'm, I don't go through a rental car agency. I go through Turo, which is a new rental car agency. It's like Uber. And, uh, you know, I was originally arriving at 345, no big deal, but now it's 1245 in the morning, right? And I, I actually conceal carry um, in the Commonwealth of Virginia, but I'm not going to be concealed carrying there. So I definitely have issues. You know, we, my husband and I were talking about this morning, what am I going to do to make sure I'm safe? And, you know, getting my car at 1245 in the morning. Um, and I have a colleague, uh, a real estate agent colleague, um, about uh, 12 to 15 years ago, um, she was murdered in an open house. Uh, she, someone came in and murdered her um, while she was sitting in an open house. So this is very near and dear 
to me as someone who is a concealed carry person who lives out in the middle of nowhere, you know, is a woman who's traveling by myself all the time and knowing people in the real estate industry. So that said, knowing that I'm probably, I am representing those who are listening, who've had situations like that. I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about what some of the tactics are that we could use without having access to you inst instantly, but what are some of the tactics, strategies, eyeball looking things that we can do, whether men or women, to protect ourselves in our everyday maneuvering around. And then we can talk about what we can do in, a, in an open house for real estate agents that are listening to this, to this podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, every class I have, if I'm talking to senior citizens, college students, um, workers, real estate agents, home health workers, every single class that I have, I start with one thing. Every animal in nature is born with a built-in survival mechanism. Every animal in nature is built born with a built-in warning signal. Do you, do you know what it is? Um, I don't know. The hair on the back of your neck. <laughs> like exactly, you exactly. get that little feeling. Exactly. That's that's it. That's your intuition talking to you. That's your gut instinct, sixth sense, flight or flight. I. I've even heard it called Spidey Sense. And there's one book, I don't know if you can see it over my shoulder here. It's called The Gift of Safety. Um, I mean, The Gift of Fear. And I, I have so many copies of that book. Awesome. This book is written by an author named Gavin DeBecker. And he was on the Oprah show. And he talks about the, the gift that all of us have. And that's that voice. Our instinct, our guts, soul purpose, its only job is to keep us safe. So like you said, we get that the hair standing up on the back of our necks, on our arms, our hearts are beating fast. We get that funny feeling in the pit of our stomach. That's our intuition warning us. What we do so often is we ignore it. And we're the only animals in, in, in nature that ignore it. And we do that because we want to be nice. We don't want to offend anyone. So oh, we if don't want to look funny. Hear anything, <laughs> right. We don't want to look funny exactly. by being scared. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, in the book, Gavin DeBecker talks about a woman um, in a, a building about to get in the elevator and there's a guy in there and her gut is telling her, hey, danger, danger, don't yeah. do it. Something's wrong. She did it. People, we will walk into a still soundproof chamber with a complete stranger because we don't want to offend them. We don't want to hurt their feelings. And um, it's got to stop. Stop the niceness and stop. I'm not saying be rude, but I'm saying if that voice is speaking to you, let me tell you a real quick story. And um, in the real estate industry, there are so many stories and I've heard them over the past 28 years, as you could imagine. Two real estate agents, um, they're uh, veteran agents. Um, one was going to show a doctor property. So you know what that means. She was going to show mansions, you know, and she was excited. She told the agent on board duty, and I'm probably dating myself. She said, hey, I've got a doctor coming, a new client. Let me know when he gets here. So the agent on board duty sees this um, guy coming in. He's got the lab coat, got the name tag on. She said, your client is here. She said, but I've got a really bad feeling. What are you talking about? She says, something is wrong. How well do you know him? She said, I don't know him. Um, I just, you know, I'm going to meet him now. And she said, please, can you please postpone it? Show him later after you check him out. She said, you're so silly. So she went to go show the doctor properties that afternoon. She got back to the office that evening and she got a phone call from the doctor. And then she said, wait a minute, this call is weird. You're acting like we never met. He said, what are you talking about? That's weird. We've never met. She said, I showed you properties today. You had on your lab coat, your name tag. And Why we looked at several houses on? today showing properties right i'm just wondering that 
See, and you're, you're, you're spot on. So he said two weeks ago, someone broke into my office and stole my lab coat. I always ask agents, it's like, how many times have you seen a doctor in a grocery store with his lab coat on? No. What about pumping gas? No. So that was clue number one, but it didn't register. The agent at board duty, she knew something was wrong. She couldn't place it. So after she left it, she said, wait a minute, why did he have on a lab coat? And then secondly, when he asked for her, he put his hand on the counter. His fingernails were filthy. So that's clue number one. But the, the point of the story is that her gut told her something was wrong. And then later on, the logic came in. So that first voice, listen to it. Listen to your gut. You said Thank something God, else. Nothing. You said, um, you know, I, uh, say again. Thank God nothing happened. Oh. Exactly. She got she got lucky. But yeah. the, the the moral is listen to that voice. Take the time. Check them out a little bit more. If you have to apologize, make up an excuse so it goes. But do your homework. Check them out. Um, and you mentioned a couple of things. First, you said you're going to be in a parking garage um, alone. And then you also said, you know, I'm blonde, you know, so that makes me stand out. And then you also talked about being a woman. Here's what I have to say. And I say this to real estate agents. I I more than once I've had agents say, oh, I'm old and ugly. No one wants me. Has yeah. nothing to do with your appearance. Criminals are looking for something specific. It yeah. may be someone who's older, someone young. It could be someone with brown eyes, blue eyes, red hair. We don't know what they're looking for. The point is if you fit into what they're looking for, that makes you a target. So anyone can be a target. And Jen, I, um, in the past two years, most of the assaults and crimes, even murders against agents, have been male agents. Yeah. I put a box up on the screen and talk about past crimes. The names are male. And so when everyone looks at it, I'm talking about males all across the country, um, all ages who have been physically assaulted, who have been murdered, who have been robbed. So it's something that everyone needs to know. And I believe the real estate industry is made up of 57% female, but criminals, they don't know the difference. And I even wrote an article for Realtor Magazine about four ways male agents put themselves in danger. It was the most read article of 2017. Wow. I followed it up in 2021 for RIS Media, and I wrote about the most recent crimes against male agents, um, the action steps, here's what happened, here's how not to let it happen again, and here's how to prevent it. So everybody needs to yeah. be alert and aware. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting um, that you bring that up because uh, when I was getting going through my concealed weapons class, um, I there was only two women, me and someone else. And she was whatever she was. I don't remember. The rest of the group were men. And at four of them were real estate agents who were prior military guys, right? They still have to get their concealed weapon permit just because they're in the military, you know. And I thought, oh, why? Why are there men here and not women here? <laughs> right. Getting getting this kind of protection. So um, I think that's very interesting that you say that you say that. So um, so what are so number one, we have our intuition. I, you know, we get this intuition that says something and whether we ignored, you know, or you're saying don't ignore it. Do you think we can manifest bigger problems than what there actually are? So so, for example, I, I, I can't remember a specific time, but I remember that I've done it. Um, and that's that I've, you know, so worried about it that I work myself up. Um, is that, how do we, how do we know when it's that, you know, it's, it's a little fuzzy feeling that you have. And then, you know, I, I get to listen to it, but could I work myself up into a tizzy that, you know, it, it, I, what kind of mechanism can I calm myself down with as well? Keep it, keep alert, okay. but be more calm. 
people who live in fear, you're in more danger because you're scared of everything. Mm -hmm. um, I remember um, having a young uh, lady in one of my classes. It was at a corporate um, event. And she said, I don't go out anymore. I'm scared to death of going out because she remembered the news stories where you would hear about people waiting under the car with razor blades to slice ankles. You remember those stories? Yep. That's years know ago, even before them. the end. Yeah. Yes. And so that's what her fear was. And then so she was scared every time she went out. If she couldn't find someone to go with her, she was going out alone. So I asked the question, if this woman who is petrified that someone's going to be waiting under her car, so that's her goal. She's walking to her car and she's worried about that. Is she paying attention to what's going on around her? Can she see that someone may be following her? No, because she's focused on something. And then I asked the question, how many news stories have you ever seen of someone getting their ankles cut? So she had an unrealistic fear. So right. in that situation, right. her fear is putting her in more danger. So that's why I say, if you listen to your gut, trust your instinct, then you're going to be alert and aware. And then be alert and aware. That right. means make eye contact. That means you, Jen, when you're walking through that parking garage at 1245 in the morning, that means those who are out walking on walking trails in the middle of the day, be alert and aware. And awareness looks like eye contact. Um, here we had a young woman who was murdered and her uh, father is a police officer. I'll never forget. He said to say hi to everyone. Yeah. And that does two things. First of all, it's nice. Secondly, you are saying, I am looking at you. I am paying attention. I am alert and aware. If you're the person who's walking around with your head uh, down on your phone or you're digging mm -hmm. in your purse, you're not paying attention. Criminals take seven to 10 seconds to decide who's going to be their victim. Guess what? You're it because it's easy for them to approach you and to take over you without you even paying attention. You don't know, you don't see it coming. So be the one who's looking around, you're paying attention. Um, I had someone call it scanning. You're scanning yeah. and her husband said, you look ridiculous. I guarantee you no one's sneaking up on her as ridiculous as she may look. So you're looking around, you're scanning, you're looking for any possible Looking threat. behind you, you someone, don't just scan this way, scan behind, <laughs> right? Look, look and see what's going on, no matter how ridiculous you feel you're looking. And then if you see something, someone, look them in the eye and say hi. As women, we typically look down in a way whenever we're, think about it, when we're approaching someone, whether it's a grocery store aisle or on a sidewalk, we, we're approaching someone, we don't make eye contact, we look away, we look down. So this is what I want you to do. Make direct eye contact. Look at them directly in the eye and that lets them know, oh, she's paying attention, she's alert, she can identify me. So this won't be easy. And some people will say, I just can't do it. Look over their shoulder, but give the impression that you're looking them in the eye because they're not willing to take you on. Um, and, and so pay attention. And then that way they think twice before they decide whether or not they're going to, um, if you're going to be their next victim, you look less like a victim. So that's what I'm saying, no matter where you are, um, the person who is scared is the one who typically is in trouble. And there's an um, older lady who told the story of sitting at, or I heard the story, she's sitting at a bus stop, older lady, in the middle of nowhere by herself. She can't run, can't do anything. Here comes this young man. He comes over to her. She knows she's in trouble. So he comes over, he's directly over her. And she looked up and she said, don't I know your mom? <laughs> Game changer. Stop everything. So that's awesome. She's not scared of me. What if she does? So something like that. We can't all think on our feet. So that's why I'm saying be alert and aware. And yeah. if you know that you're paying attention, you're not going to live in fear because you know that you can take care of yourself. You know what's coming on. So you're not the person walking and cowering. So yeah. I that's why I empower people with education so that you don't have to live in fear. Okay. 
percentage wise, because I have a, con- a counter to this percentage wise, um, maybe it's because of movies or TV shows or whatever. But if I were to or any of us, right, were to uh, acknowledge someone, say hello, what's the percentage that that person now says, hey, I'm going to follow them because they recognized me versus not following? Maybe this is because I've watched movies or whatever, but I feel like, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, you know, if there's only me and someone around and I say hello to them, they're like, hi, honey. Hi. And maybe I'll follow you. Right. So what, what kind of percentages are there that diminishes that by saying hello versus welcoming it by saying hello? And how, how interesting is that, that as women, I'm telling you, I have a granddaughter. We grow up, we teach our daughters, and I have a daughter and a granddaughter, we teach them to be alert, be afraid, um, be careful. No one's talking to guys about that. So as women, we have to think, if I do that, will it set them off? We're always conditioned to be afraid. Okay, so here's what I say, as far as when you see someone, and of course, they they can get the wrong idea. Oh, hello, you know, hi, (laughs) right? You know, they like me or something. But um, maybe I can say it better this way. And I'm, I'm a storyteller, Jen, but this is what I do. And that's how people relate. So yeah. we have a grocery store here in Kansas City, a small parking lot. And then there was a woman um, who had her purse snatched at this grocery store. I talked to a guy who said his wife was at the grocery store. And it was her. She was sitting in her car, you know, doing her list. And then she decided to get out of the car and go in. And standing in front of the grocery store was someone who decided to snatch her purse and take off. And then she was waiting for the police. And another lady came out and she said, oh, uh, they got you. She said, what are you talking about? She said, the lady who was standing here, I saw them. And she said, well, why didn't they get you? She said, because when I saw her, she said, I looked at her and I let her know, don't mess with me. She gave her a look that said, I'm not the one. And I said, so I asked this guy, I said, so what do you think the difference between that and what your wife did? He said, my wife is an airhead. She probably didn't even see her, didn't even know she was there. So that's probably the difference between the two. So I say that to say, you don't have to give them a come hither look, but just a simple hello, or even if you don't say hi, just the eye contact. And that's yeah. where we we look away. We don't want to get the wrong impression. So we look away. We don't want to make eye contact. I'm telling you, change the mindset. Look yeah. direct. Even if you don't say hi, look them directly in the eye and then keep going. Just yeah. don't play with me. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. And yeah. it, it's just that. The question is, how many times have we heard a report of a crime and someone, a victim says, well, I said hi, and then this happened. We don't hear those stories. Right. I know. Happened, I'm, I'm conjuring know. this up, apparently. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, you know, it's it's interesting because I think in today's society, uh, we're all on our phones. We're all, you know, we're not, and especially COVID, you know, the pandemic really created that not looking at people's eyes. We don't, we stay away from people. We don't even interact. And I, I know because I, you know, travel all over the world speaking too. And I know that I pretty much keep to myself while I'm traveling. Um, but I, you know, I'm a confident woman. I walk with confidence, but, uh, I think that, you know, in addition to that, in addition to some of the external things that have happened in the world with cell phones, with just privacy, with, with COVID, I think we also have, um, areas and pockets in our, at least in the United States that, um, it, it's just, it's Abby normal. For you to communicate with people. And I'll give you this specific example is that I live in Washington, the Washington, D.C. metro area. Um, we don't talk to one another. 
We don't. And it's funny because people, even politically, we don't. Um, it's it's hilarious when I go someplace and someone gets in the car and they go, oh, you're from D.C. And they start talking to me about politics. We don't talk about politics here. It's so... Um, you know, bipolar. So we don't even talk about politics in the nation's capital, which I think is so funny. And um, <clears throat> so I'm from Colorado originally. So when we go back to Colorado and I'm checking out at the grocery store, the the cashier will say, well, how are you today? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, don't be talking to me. Uh-uh, I'm not used to that. Right. And so I think the different areas uh, rear, you know, these habits or these, these ways of functioning. So what do you say to people that aren't used to that? Cause now I've here, I've been here 32 years and I'm like, wow, I can't, they're talky, they're chatty, you know, I'm just not used to it. So what do you say to people that, that just naturally come from that area or naturally introvert? How, what are some ways that they could get out? Is there a, is there a trigger word that they could say to themselves to say, you know, be nice, be nice, or something? Is there something they could do to pull themselves out? I, I'm an Okie from Muskogee. So I was born in Muskogee and I've lived in New Orleans. I have parents who are um, air, um, military. So I've lived in New Orleans and then we landed here in Kansas City. And so I, and I, I don't know if I'm an extrovert or introvert. I like to talk. So figure that one out. But <laughs> to answer your question, what I say, and we talk about where you are. Um, and then we talk about good areas. We talk about bad areas and how to be careful. And that's where I say it doesn't matter where you are. So that could go. It doesn't matter where in the world you are or what neighborhood you're in. And when I hear real estate agents say, oh, I only work in good neighborhoods, so I don't need to worry about that. Or I only work during the daytime, so we're fine. Um, as someone who lives and breathes real estate safety, I know the stories. I've written about the stories. Um, I know that crime happens everywhere. Sometimes in the good areas, that's where the good stuff is. And that's where people's guards are down. In my neighborhood, um, and it's um, a, a pretty nice neighborhood, people are comfortable. They leave their garage doors open. And it's like, no, how many times have I texted my neighbor, please close your garage door? Because criminals know that we're complacent and that we think nothing's going to happen here. So that's the prime area. So to talk about uh, geography and where you're located, um, everywhere, as long as criminals have cars, everywhere can be dangerous. So yes. you need to have your guard up. I don't say be afraid of certain areas. I say be alert and aware and know that it can happen in the nicer neighborhoods and then the higher crime neighborhoods. Um, most of the crimes against real estate agents, I document them, I look at them, they're happening in daytime, in the daylight, in yeah. daytime. So you need to be alert and aware no matter where you are. And as far as um, talking to people, I, again, I I can go in the grocery store and I can spend half an hour there because inevitably I'm going to make a friend or two um, because I'm a talker. And if people talk to me, you're going to get a conversation back. But what I say is tune in to your instinct. Your gut's going to tell you if it's a bad conversation, if you need to get out of there. You truly can just relax and just listen to your body. <clears throat> I've had people tell me stories about real estate agents who pick up hitchhikers. And they oh. say, I know I shouldn't have done it. I say, wait a minute. You're here, and all the, Jen. You would be surprised. What um, in today's ages, um, world? Last, in today's world, in today's never, world, never. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh I say gosh. in the olden days. No, I do it now. I, I I travel all over. I ask the question, and then I've had um, recently agents say, "Well, I was down and out once. I know how I feel. So when I saw this person on the side of the road, I put myself in their place." And then someone will say, you know, it's just a woman by herself. Um, let me talk to you about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, the woman by herself, Del, it could be a setup. We are conditioned to think that there are bad guys. Um, 
people can be bad. Um, you think about when a couple comes to an open house, you think, oh, good, it's not just a guy by himself. Remember Bonnie and Clyde? Criminals yeah, come in pairs. Yeah. Um, criminals are victims or are, are, are perpetrators. I show a slide on my presentation where I show the cutest, sweetest little old lady. And you would think, oh, what a cute grandmother. She's a serial killer. You can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So we need to be alert and aware of everyone around us. And the, the the key thing I can tell you is your gut. And I tell these people who said, I know it was stupid. I shouldn't have done it. It's like, but you're here now. If you would have gotten that warning signal, then that's a different story. If you ignore it, that's a different story, but you didn't get the signal. So your instinct or intuition did its job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, my gosh, we could talk forever about all this stuff because there's so many different things, but let's talk specifically for realtors. Right. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm also thinking about Uber drivers, right? How many times have I been in an Uber with a, a male driver and you know, what, what are some things that we could do to protect ourselves in those two situations? So let's first talk about um, you get in an Uber, you're a woman, it doesn't matter, woman, man, whatever, you get in an Uber and the Uber starts going off track. Cause I'm, I, you know, I let my husband see where I'm at. He's always knowing where I'm at. Um, and let's say the Uber starts getting off track. What do you do first instead of saying, Hey, I think you're going the wrong way. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you do first to ensure that you're safe? Start getting something out of your purse, start, start getting something out of your pocket. What do you do? A couple of things, and it's so coincidental that you mentioned this. I want to say about three or four years ago, I spoke at Triple Play, that um, real estate event in New yeah. Jersey. I yeah. did a video about Uber and Lyft ride, rider safety, and I just saw the video. And in the video, I'm saying, you don't make a judgment just because the driver is a male to think he's criminal. If the driver is a female, you need to watch out for her too. Right. And so people were saying, well, what if, what if you um, prefer a woman driver? And you tell them that. I said, that kind of hurts the male drivers who are good you're impacting their ability right. to make a living but as well as lift have safety they just recently rolled out more safety um features so on your app it's going to tell your location you can share your location so the uber driver has been checked out right. as opposed to a taxi cab driver i'm the girl who couldn't figure out uber so i was taking taxi cabs that's more unregulated you don't know who you're in the car with so right. uber and lift offer a level of safety and both of them have apps, a built-in safety in their app. So the driver knows that you are sharing your location with someone. So if they go off track or off route, they know they're going to be found out. And yeah. they have some level of checking out, um, vetting their drivers. So right. the Uber crimes are being, um, they're drastically dropping because of those in-app safety measures. And yeah. then again, um, I don't know, most people use Google Maps. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not familiar with the in-app safety, Google Maps allows you to share your location with your contact list, whoever you choose yeah. for a certain time frame, your real life um, um, location. I yeah. tell real estate agents to do this as well. When you're hosting an open house or when you're showing, allow someone on your contact list to be able to look in at your location immediately at all times. Yeah. So then when you get in the Uber, you can say, let me turn on my location so that my safety um, partner knows where I am. Just give me a second. So you're letting them know, hmm, 
someone knows where they are and they know it's built in the app, but everyone might not be familiar with it. So you're you're putting them on notice, you know, um, or then you could do the fake phone call, Jen. Hey, um, John, I just got in the car and we're, I'm with the Uber driver number and let me see, what's your number? Okay. Uber driver number one, two, three, four. And we're on the way to the hotel. Um, Check in my location on Google maps. So the whole point is letting the maybe would be perpetrator, whether it's a client that you're showing or an Uber driver, let them know I have safety procedures in place. Someone knows where I am. I love that. I love, I think that's, that's great. Okay. So I'm a real estate agent. I'm sitting in an open house by myself, right. And no one's coming by. And all of a sudden someone comes in couple or not single or not. They come in and I'm so excited. Maybe I can sell this house. Right. Cause the excitement I've been in, I've been in these with these realtors, you know, and we get so excited. Oh, look at somebody's coming right. in. And we like to bring them into the house and introduce them. We open the door sometimes. So give us some very, very specific actionable items that we can, we can, what we should and shouldn't do. And uh, that, and I think that's like the first thing should and shouldn't do. And then what do we do if someone is now attacking us or coming, you know, coming at us? What do we do? Run out of the house? Do we, what do we do? Do we always hold our phone and be ready for the emergency? Number one, you know, let me, let me tell you, number one, you're already doing it, Jen. The fact that you as a lender are there with the real estate agent, you don't understand how big of a deal that is. What I tell agents is when you do an open house alone, that's when you're in most danger. Um, because you're, my sister said she was, she felt like a sitting duck. So yeah. I always tell agents to get someone with you, whether it's a new agent. And I said, you have a business partner who would do backflips to do an open house with you. Do you know who that is? Your, Your lender. Yeah. You, I know you, I, I'll guarantee you've never said no. If a real estate agent say co-host this open house with me, not only will you not say no, you may even bring <laughs> snacks, right? Yeah. So well, not me. Just so you know, not me. I'm not a lender anymore, but uh, not me actually. I never did open house oh. with loan with realtors, but I get it. Most loan officers will. They'll jump backwards and yeah, yeah. Right. So you automatically safety in numbers, truly witness potential. Criminals want the easy target of just one agent in there. They can do what they want to do. That happened in Las Vegas. I want to say a couple of months ago, real estate agent doing an open house by herself. And then the guy ended up breaking the door, coming back in. She's hiding in the closet. He pulls her out and assaults her. Yeah. But meanwhile, she's on the phone with someone. So she was able to get help. She survived. But the point is you never have to do one by yourself, yeah. whether it's the lender, a t- company, insurance company, someone, there truly is safety your in numbers spouse. and rarely do we hear stories. Right. Say again. Your spouse, anybody. Anyone, as long as they're not, the spouse can't talk about real estate, but any adult, it, it truly, that's the number one thing you can do. Number two, uh, create witness witnesses, criminals or cow words. And if they think there's someone else there, then that's when they're not going to bother you. So two things you can do. One is you can say, hey, come on in, look around. I've got someone, you know, in the basement or around back. Don't let them startle you. Just let me know if you have questions or I have someone coming. They have four kids. They're so loud and noisy. You may want to look before they get here or um, and be on the fake phone call. Here we are with the fake phone call. Oh, you're right around the corner. Oh, come on. You're a couple blocks away. You're just a couple of turns away. Come on. You know, we're not super busy. So you're telling the maybe would be buyer perpetrator that I may be alone now, but I won't be alone for long, or I may not be alone. And that truly is enough to make them think twice. The other thing I recommend is giving the impression that they're on camera, whether they're on camera or not. 
I tell agents to print out a smile, you're on camera or you're under video and audio oh, surveillance. Yeah. You can print it out on your printer. Use your little 3M removable tape at the front door, you know, yeah. stick it on the front door, you know. Yeah. Um, there is a camera in place yeah. or throughout the house outside of the master suite throughout the house just stick them up on the wall with the re the removable tape okay so you don't damage anything and just to give the impression that you're on camera now think about today's house the smart houses they may really be on camera but what you're saying is hey before you walk into this house i'm letting you know that there's a camera you're camera on camera if you do anything it's going to be captured yeah. on camera yeah camera surveillance camera surveillance yeah I, I love that. I love yeah. that. And you can even we have fun with it. When we think there's a camera. Yeah. And you can even have fun with it. Smile. You're on camera in this open house. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. When you think about it. That's typically enough because they're looking around where I don't know. I'm not taking a chance. Those are simple, easy things that you can do to make open houses easier. And some people say, I will not do an open house. I'm petrified of them. They're so dangerous. Um, that's for lead generation. It's a necessary uh, part of your business, whether you like it or not. I say remove the danger and make it more um, productive. And that's my theme um, with safety, Jen. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say this. How do I say this without saying it? I'm going to say it. Safety. Nobody cares about safety until something happens. Right, right. No it's one kind cares of like until there's a news story. Right, right. It's kind of like there's a health crisis in America. No, there isn't. There's a disease crisis. Because if if we would work on our health, we wouldn't have the diseases, right? There's not a health crisis. I mean, I've never heard it that way. Perfect. I've never never heard it that way. But how perfect is that? That's a way people can relate right. to it. But no one does. In the real estate world, when there is a crime against an agent that makes a headline, then everybody wants to talk to Tracy, the safety lady. And until then, um, then no one is like safety. Oh, we'll we'll get to that later. Or September's real estate safety month. Yes. We'll, we'll talk to you in September. Yeah. And keep in mind, September is my busy month. I will not complain. Um, a couple of years ago, I did like 23 presentations within a two and a half week period. And that's not the whole month. Some yeah. of those were in person, hybrid, some virtual, right. but that's my busy month. And um, what I had, I had an eye opener, uh, an aha moment when a, an education director said, Tracy, I'd love you to come in and talk to our agents about safety. You know, that's so important. She said, but it's not good business. It's like, what are you talking about? She said, if I invest to bring you here, she said, agents are going to show up. Um, they only show up for training when you're teaching them how to make more money. Right. So as hard as that was to hear, I had to hear it. And so what I did is it's like, okay, how do I, I need to stay, I need to make a living. This is what I do. This is all that I do. I need to make a living. So I had to start repositioning my programs on how to build your business with safety, um, how to reduce your liability. So I created the real the industry's only real estate safety designation. And I've had, I'm going to say about 700 agents go through it, where I do a full day CE class. And I'm teaching agents how to use safety, not only to work safely and make it home safely, but how to protect the consumer. Here's yeah. how you protect the buyers, the sellers, even FISBOs, I created, and this sounds crazy, I created a FISBO safety tip sheet. Um, I don't know if you can see yeah. that. Yep. Where I, I, I give 13 steps to keep your family agent. safe. Yeah. Yeah, right. because so they're the agent. agent. Yeah, they're the agent. Stay clear. I, I left a spot on there for your business card. Put your business card on there. Give the safety tip sheet to every FISBO that you see. And it has safety tips like don't let strangers in, which is the first thing they do. Um, get your uh, jewelry out of jewelry box boxes, medicine out of medicine cabinets, put all of your devices away, your paperwork with your financial statement. I'm giving safety tips to 
FISBOs, and I'm asking real estate agents, hand this to the FISBO that you see. Don't talk to them about listing their house. They don't respect you. They don't respect the work of a real estate agent because they think all they have to do is put a sign in the yard and sell their house, and it's easy. So I'm saying be a hero. Be a good neighbor hand them the sheet and then when they get to number 13 and they realize how realize how, da how dangerous it is your business card the staple to that sheet is going to rise to the top so yeah. i had to do things like that i have to teach them how to uh, protect the consumer be the hero and then that way they're loyal to them and that's how you grow your business i had to teach brokerages you know after an agent was killed her family sued the brokerage and i had to say whoa 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 Let's keep this from happening. Here are things you can do to reduce your liability. Let's get safety practices in place for your agents. Let's talk about protecting your equipment. Let's talk about the inventorying of your equipment. And like you said, what do we do if someone comes in, a disgruntled customer or contractor with a gun? You know, let's get a practice in place. What do we do in case of a natural disaster? I go to a friend of mine who's an expert in the area. Let's get a plan in place to reduce your liability increase morale, recruitment, yeah. and retention. But I had to put a, a dollar amount on it, Jen. I yeah. had to say, here's how you keep from to write those checks. Here's how you increase your business. So I had to have a whole different yeah. mindset. So my safety classes are different than most because I built in um, business building as part of my safety classes. Yeah, I love that. I, I just see it as a perpetrator prevention program. <laughs> right. Perpetrator prevention exactly. program. Um, and, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Let me write that down. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much. You know, I mean, I, you know, I've done, I've brought in my um, NRA instructor. I brought in the guy that I was just telling you about, you know, that he does that. I brought him in uh, when I was doing, you know, fi finance, when I was actually in it as a lender five years ago. And, um, you know, in September for, for safety month, I've done, um, wisdom, wisdom, women and weapons, and had people come out here to my, our house and shoot, you know, shoot guns with my NRA instructor, uh, just because I wanted, you know, them to have that safety. So I mean, this was as soon as I met you this week, I said, how do we get you on my podcast immediately? Because we you never know someone listening to this could save a life could save something uh, for someone who's listening to this um, very simple podcast about this. And um, so what would you what would you tell loan officers who are listening if their realtors aren't listening or they they you know they don't have a sense of you know needing to it doesn't matter about listening to the podcast but you know a loan officer is listening to this and going gosh you know I wonder if I should be telling my agents about this what do you what do you tell them to what should they be doing to tell their agents um, communicating with you and I'm sure you're going to give us your contact information as well but get them in touch with you get them to come into your office but is there something a loan officer could do to you know perhaps do a high level version of this to say you know what I what I want to do is I want to I want to say, keep you all safe and by doing that I want to um you know, I want to introduce you to this person. I have her coming on to a special webinar. I mean, I can see all kinds of things that it could just expand your practice um, while helping loan officers help real estate agents that aren't listening to this podcast. That's excellent. Excellent. I have had loan officers not only sponsor when I go in and do a safety program, and th this is an area where expertise comes in when a um, loan officer or an association says, we only want experts. We don't want, um, sometimes they have staff members doing safety. Um, sometimes they're bringing law enforcement and I have the utmost respect for law enforcement and they have their place. Um, but 
I'm a former agent. I do this. I've done this for 28 years. I've developed the programs as we talked about. Um, I share lessons learned, which is a topic I talked about at um, uh, NAR's conference in California last two years ago. Uh, lessons learned. I know the stories. I know the lessons. So for uh, for people who want to do to serve the industry, first and foremost, expertise. Just like yeah. you don't tell sellers to sell their house on the, there's a benefit to having experts on board, expertise, and that that's what I do. And um, sponsor the programs, co-host. I had a mortgage company bring me, fly me across the country to do a safety program. They invited agents and they were able to say, look, agents, this is what we're doing for you. Not only do we want your business, we want you to be safe. So that was a whole different market uh, for me for loan officers and mortgage companies to yeah. say, we're bringing you in. So yeah. that's always number one. Before we go, I need to say two things, two things that are new and um, of interest and as, that's newsworthy. Number one is artificial intelligence is taking over. Everyone's going crazy over this chat GPT. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. People are talking about deep fakes. Um, that's what I talked about at our real estate summit that we participated in, Jen. That's of concern to the real estate industry. I am working on an article for Realtor Magazine right now that's talking about the dangers of artificial intelligence and deep fakes. And deep fakes could be um, someone pretending to be someone and uh, entrapping a real estate agent, someone who's um, creating a property and with the goal of deceiving either the real estate agent or a consumer. So it's a whole new world. Oh, so wow. I'm on top of it. I'm all over it. I've got a place already. And then number two, we tell real estate agents to be on social media. Social media is where you're giving away information to social engineers. Social engineers are design their job is to trick you into giving information that you typically wouldn't give so that they can steal your identity what's your favorite car what's your pet's name uh what street did you grow up on and they make it fun they make it social on social media it's a game so you're giving this information they're taking it they're on the dark web and there there are passwords and all of that information out there i'm teaching agents to be social on social media but watch out for these cyber crimes watch out for the dangers that's what i talked about at nar last year in Orlando, here are the cyber crimes that are happening specific to the real estate industry. And here's what you need to know to overcome it. And finally, if you're going to be on social media, be on social media, they can help you build your business. I'm an advocate of next door. I'm addicted to next door. If you're not on it, to it, it's too. made up of a... Yeah. Uh, who is? We are. You My are? husband and I. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Jen, that's where real estate agents, even mortgage brokers and lenders need to be because um, it's over 300,000 neighborhoods, not people, but entire neighborhoods. I teach, I have a new class where I'm teaching and I added it into my everyday class when we're talking social media, how to e-farm using Nextdoor. Think about it. You set the radius of how far you want to know what's going on. So you know what's happening in the neighborhoods around you, car thefts, porch pirates. Um, you hear the conversations about homeowners associations, new developments, who's the best business in town, bad businesses. I'm telling real estate agents, get on there. Be a good neighbor. Chime in on the conversations. You can say, uh, people are always looking for contractors. That's where I find mine. So get on there and say, hey, as a real estate agent, um, here's a contractor that I've used. Check them out and see what you think. Or I see that you're having issues. You know, here's a safety article that I, I always say leave with safety. So I'm saying show yourself on Nextdoor. Have your logo on your picture, but don't and have it in your profile, uh, your business, your real estate business. But don't go out there. Um, I have a real estate agent. Let me sell. Let me buy. But use it to become a hyper local expert. Interview your local business owners, small business owners, those get traction those yes yeah. and there are a couple yeah. of agents who are killing it um awesome. on next door so i'm telling agents get on next door 
to e-farm as well as to lead you in and be a good neighbor and build your business. I have to think about things through a different lens in order to yeah. stay in business and to keep real estate agents in business. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. No, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And I mean, it's ironic because, you know, as we're talking about safety and stuff and you were talking about, uh, you know, having your garage door open and everything, you know, I live in a, I live in the wealthiest County in the United States and I also live on 21 acres. So who's going to come out here. Right. But a couple of years ago, we had um, baseball bats being taken to our, um, to our uh, mailboxes out in the, you know, and it takes me five minutes to walk to my mail, my mailbox, but um, out on the mailboxes, right. People, wow. kids were coming through and doing that. And recently next door, and maybe because of the economy or whatever, but we're seeing some crimes creep this way um, out into the, out into the country, you know, out into the, the sub the suburbs and then into the countryside. And, um, you know, my husband said to me, Hey, look, we're going to start locking our garage at night. We're going to start locking our cars when they're sitting outside, which we haven't done for 20 years. Um, we lock our house, but we don't lock our garage. We don't lock our cars um, because no one comes out here. You, I mean, it's hard to find, but that's starting to change. And it's because of next door that we've been alerted to the fact that it's starting to creep this way. So we're on higher guard. We, we put more of our weapons throughout the house um, so that we, you know, have them readily available for us. And we took the action to do that. Um, and uh, you know, so we're big on that, but I just want to say, thank you so much, Tracy. Um, so I know that we'll have your link link in the show notes for everyone to reach out to you. And it's, I think it's in there. Yep. It's in the, it's in, in our chat. chat. It's in our chat, but we'll have it on the show notes for the for the podcast as well. And uh, what I would just encourage okay. everyone who's listening, whether you're a real estate agent, and by the way, I have investors listening too. So there's a whole other piece there. Um, but investors, real estate agents, obviously loan officers, because this is called mortgage lending mastery. Um but take action on this, reach out to Tracy, find out how you can bring her to your local association of realtors, how you can bring her into uh, sales meetings, you know, that are every, every uh, week and don't wait for September. Don't wait for that month to be recognized. If anything, celebrate that you have the awareness by then. Um, but I encourage you to bring her into your mortgage companies. If you're bringing in um, realtors. And I also encourage you to reach out to her. This is what I'm going to be telling my students this week is I want them to reach out to you to have you be a guest speaker on a webinar that they sponsor for their realtors in their local area. That's the type of thing that that um, Tracy is looking to do, be, be able to do so that she can spread her wings even further and, you know, save people's lives, save, uh, you know, money, help risk mitigation, all of that. So um, I encourage you all to take action in that immediately. Tracy, what would you like to leave us with? What are your final words? Hey. I have 13 classes for real estate agents, um, safety classes for agents. And it also includes property managers and investors. My sister's an investor and that can be, it's a whole totally different ball game for them. So I have a specific uh, certification class for property managers, investors and housing providers slash landlords. So bottom line is that safety is to be taken seriously. I have, like I said, 13 specific classes for the real estate industry and um, be, beware of talking heads. Um, truly invest in experts, people who have expertise in the area, who live and breathe it, who know the stories, because this is too important to just 
give away to anyone, to just let anyone come in and talk to your agents. I want to thank you, Jen, first of all, for um, making safety a priority that you woke up on a Saturday morning to talk to me about safety. <laughs> and um, that's a hard, a hard conversation, but I appreciate that you took it seriously and that your, uh, your input. So you, you have stories about it. And then on safety culture, I started selling these printables. Um, when I talk, when I go to offices and I say, make sure you see safety culture, make it uh, real. Then I'm saying, I want to see these printables. I want to see different kinds of inspirational posters, not just sales inspiration. So um, that's something new and different that I add to my Beautiful. safety and security uh, culture, my keynote. So I'm I'm all yeah. over it. Yeah, I know. I know you are. I think that's wonderful. And so people can use your link to, um, you know, find out about getting those items if they want to start passing those out or putting those out someplace. So thank you so much for that. Um, and thank you for spending time with me on Saturday. I know uh, normally, I'll tell you what, normally when I meet someone, they don't get on this show for at least three months because that's how my I'm booked so far in advance. I cannot believe we found a little spot. Wow. <laughs> and away we go, right? <laughs> and I'm not a morning girl, but this is worth it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It was, no, it was this this is uh, this is a full work day for me. I've got several podcasts today and clients and all kinds of stuff. So this is a full work day for me and I'll take the time off next week when I'm traveling. But thank you so much for the great sound advice. I really appreciate it, Tracy. I know we're going to be in touch. I'm probably going to have you come and speak at one of my events. Um, I have events all over the country all the time. I'd love to have you come in and speak to that. And um, I look forward to spending more time with you. So thank you again. Thank you. Be safe, everybody. Yep, of course. Be safe. So again, I want to say thank you all for listening in today. I really appreciate it. Scroll down on your phone. Give us a great five-star rating and write some comments in there. What did you learn from what Tracy um, taught you today? What are you going to put into action? And pay this forward. Send this to your real estate agents. Send it to your colleagues if you're a real estate agent. Send it to the investors that you know. This is a, a great high-level uh, you know, interview and, and conversation about getting this discussion started. So I would definitely say pay this forward and send it off to others. Um, and again, I want to thank you all for joining us on Mortgage Lending Mastery, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.